Okay, cool. Well, hello, it's Alien Mia. That was a really high voice. Oh, it was, yeah. Did. That's okay. Um, <laughs> we all said it again. Super low. <laughs> um, hello, it is Mia and Amy. We're back chatting books. Chatting books. And this Ooh. time, we're chatting about the classics. Yes. Which we wanted to, I feel like we wanted to do this for I a while. I think this was on the top it was it was one of the themes mm. for like as long as we yeah we were just thinking about how about to this. how to you know put it together but i think we've got pretty solid Me's come up with thing. some questions yeah, yeah. i'm go. prepping for this yeah. this is my now full-time job <laughs> um so shall we start with current reading? reading yeah yeah um i will start yeah it's right next to me i'm reading the argonauts by maggie nelson and this is specifically inspired by the fact that I gave you bluettes. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about Maggie Nelson. Now, I have read this before, but I don't think I was really very aware of my own book taste when I read it before. Right. So, so I revisit. enjoyed it, but like I was like, I think it needs a revisit. And mm-hmm. I can already tell that it is, but I can also tell um, there are a few things that annoy me. Um, I will say, oh, tell you one of them, which I've just only <laughs> just noticed as I flip it over. First quote on the back, under praise for the Argonauts, Emma Watson. Oh. What a rogue choice. Mm, yeah, that is. Mm. That's telling me a lot of what they, what they, they expect. Are. Yeah, and who they're kind of pushing for. Yeah. The Frank quote mm. is The Guardian, but there we go. Anyway, this is um, a memoir, a timely and genre-bending memoir. Um... And you'll love this. Mm, I'm sure I will. It's on motherhood. Oh, hello. Well, I'm actually... <laughs> actually, you're trying to get out. I'm moving, I'm moving yeah. from that. <laughs> um, trying to get away from that. And it's... Oh, this is why I'm kind of, like, dipping my toes into this. Because mm-hmm. it's a love story oh. between Maggie Nelson and their partner, Harry Dodge, who is fluidly gendered. And now is Maggie does Maggie Nelson identify as they them? Because I was reading um oh, an article oh, the other day and it would the way it was worded sounded very much like Yeah Maggie does go by they them but yeah. then also could have just been the way it was written and about someone's opinion. So I actually okay. don't know and I should have just looked this I've up got, I don't know why. I've got this was well, I mean this was published in the UK in two thousand sixteen. It uses a she Mm-hmm. Here, okay, but I'm I just couldn't. Gonna that's that. I obviously don't know why I didn't like. Just do that anyway. That's obviously several yeah, years ago now. Um, yeah, and she's she gets pregnant in this, and she explores her relationship with her partner, who I believe undergoes transition um, during this book, and obviously, I think that's a pretty interesting balance of both like gender transition and then also like the transformation of your body through pregnancy she goes by she her great um there's a picture of her in the back and i it's just not what i thought she'd look like no i they the same as blue right i not yeah not what i, I don't know why i expected like. her to look like but i didn't expect her to oh, look gosh. like that um so yeah it's a memoir of her life there's a lot of quotations of a lot of academics and I could tell, like, I mean, a lot of them I don't know, but she, like, weaves them in really nicely. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, indented in such a way that... I'm trying to find one to show you. 
that it's like in the margins oh. as they've written the person who does which I do really like oh, I, rather yeah, than being I like, like that a lot too rather than being like Ralph Waldo Emerson said spirit is matter reduced to an extreme thinness oh so thin they just have that in the margin wow. and I really like that as a method um, yeah. and I yeah I mean it's so easy to read it's one of those books where you you've got to like page 56 but it feels like you're like a third of the way through the book yeah and um things that annoy me about it two specific things one's just a petty thing on my behalf yeah she names her baby son iggy oh and i don't like that yeah. as a name no and then it doesn't feel it, <laughs> a full name it doesn't feel it doesn't right feel like um but obviously that's personal preference <laughs> uh, personal preference um and then the second which i think maybe dates it a little bit is yeah. that she refers to her family unit as a tribe. And oh, you should no. have just seen Mia's face there. No, I don't like that. And she <laughs> refers to it as um, my tribe. And I think that's kind of inappropriate use of the word tribe. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I every time it does, I get like this physical reaction where I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Because everything else is like, so different to what you expect and then she calls her family unit a tribe mm-hmm. um but what i do find quite interesting about the whole structure of the book is that it's going from like a very non-heteronormative starting point in that it's like a queer relationship i mean it is still a queer relationship at the end of the book but like it's a like an overtly i don't know if that's even the right kind of word like because they start their relationship before her partner has gone through transition and her partner has a child from a previous marriage mm-hmm. um, or or relationship. And then she um, gets pregnant, obviously, in an unconventional way. Um, and then eff- effectively they end up as, like, kind of... Uh, for all appearances mm-hmm. a heteronormative right like relationship um if you're going just by flash of sight on the street um so i think that's quite interesting as concept mm-hmm. anyway it's good maggie nelson can write you yeah know. she's so she easy can. to read despite like how academic she is yeah i'm i'm enjoying it so far brilliant well i'm currently reading either or by lf batterman i Woo-hoo! don't know why i hadn't thought of um picking up sooner because i've read i think it's because i just read just read quite a few books that go now but felt yeah. like i just read the secret history so i was like yeah i'm gonna have some space between but i'm actually so happy that i did spot it in the big li- pile of stuff that you've let me yeah. which i was i bring we might bring some back on friday actually because it's quite the thing yeah. i know exactly what you're reaching for i think yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna give it to you now yeah. before i forget <laughs> um yes so I'm literally maybe ten pages in. So, so far I would say picks up right where it left, le- where she left off in the idiot, and I like that a lot. I don't think I've ever read a sequel that picks up truly. Yeah, I know. Like, kind of weird. Next day. Yeah. Um. But fun. Thank Sorry, you. Amy has the, just passed the me the Mermaid of Black Conch by Monique Roffey, honestly. Um, which I was gonna buy quite a while ago and didn't. And yay! Thank you, yeah. Amy. That's all right. Don't thank me. It was from I know. I it was a, a huge part. Well, the thing is, they've just re-released it in the beautiful vintage earth. Yeah. 
um one and this is Shame, I not, like this cover but it's but it's got the it's got we're the, talking about the Costa book of the year 2020 yeah that's on it it's and not it's a not a sticker, sticker. It's printed on. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So because I've just started that, I'm going to do a little shout out also to what I read before that, <laughs> which was Conversations in Love. Oh, <laughs> author of which, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've forgotten this, what? but it's fine. I'm just looking up oh, the author. Oh, you don't know. Okay. Yeah, I just can't remember. So it's Conversations. Conversations, Natasha yeah. Lunn. Yeah. Um, I... Have I, a lot of people I know have read this and sort of had said, oh, "It's so amazing! It's going to change your this, this. You're going to love it. You're going to be highlighting things." And I first of all was like, "Sure, whatever. Yeah. I don't care to read about love anyway." Read it and did really like it. And what I really liked is that it really the love that was discussed was not really that much romantic yeah. love. It was friendship love. It was love parents with family with all this stuff which i think mm-hmm. was really good and they also had a whole thing about the love of reading and i will be telling you and reading a little bit from it because i thought it was so nice and it was about how you feel when you read something and you really relate to it or you just think yeah i think that is mm-hmm. that same way so it was just saying about relating to words in a book so yeah said it's an emotional realignment like somebody's cracked my spine if I get lonely, I reach for those pieces of writing that feed the soul, that can lead you back to the best in yourself, or articulate the things that you can't find words for. When you stumble on something you didn't know that somebody else felt too, you think, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. That is a falling in love. It's the self recognised in someone else, a union of souls. Beautiful. I think that's great. And yeah. I think also that is so how I feel when I read something and I just think, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, this. Yeah. I think there are so many so many like it's so nice when you're reading a little book and you're like reading something and you're just like yeah. yes yeah that's exactly it just what it is. is and that is exactly what i thought that i thought about yeah it. that described it very well um my favorite of the sort of interviews was with oh, Al- alain de botton alain de botton alain, i, th- I, 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 I know alain. i mean i'm not sure if that's actually um, how you pronounce it but anyway spelled. yeah alain so really liked his bit and i think i might actually get his book essays in love but i'm gonna leave that do you have that? I've got The Course of Love and Kiss and Tell. Ooh, Course of Love. Oh, I'm sure um, yeah. <laughs> but, but I will, I I'll wait I for a bit because I feel like I've read quite a lot of non-fiction, okay. a lot about mothers, which is the only thing. Conversations in Love does talk about, about infertility yeah. journeys and then Notes on Self by Emily Pine, which I also oh, read. Yeah. Talks about that too. Um, it's getting a bit much. So I was a bit like, okay. I, yeah. Like the like motherhood, Sheila Hussey, like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Everything, yes. But, um... I really have not got any experience with infertility. Well, who knows? Maybe I will. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I'm think I'm. Yeah, you, you could have a yeah. yeah also, so when it's like it's just so, when it's you so read sad so well. much about it, you're just like it's all you can think about all the time. And it just makes me think, wow, I don't even want to attempt to have kids at all. Yeah, I don't even want to go down that I road because it seems to like it's read such a book that is like pushing you towards you it. want to have a baby. Yeah, yeah um, I'm feeling very. But I've read a lot of books yeah push me off yeah well see motherhood didn't actually push me off motherhood just made me think yeah that's exactly how i feel i'm so between the two yeah that's true yeah then all the infertility journeys Mm -hmm. and like how much they're with their partner who is so lovely and intelligent and they get on so well but then they are starting to be pushed apart because of the infertility journey and just think oh yeah um anyway so yes that's what I'm currently reading and just read because sneaky sneaky I wanted to read out that little bit about reading because yeah. I think that's lovely 
Okay. Classics. Right. We're going going to have a little on to the classics. So we're starting off. What is a classic? Now, what I have done is I've taken a screenshot and I'm going to read out the description of a classic. It's from classical literature. Mm-hmm. And it basically says the term, usually spelled classical, is used for literature of any language in a period notable for the excellence and enduring quality of its writer's work. Now, I would say most important part of that sentence is enduring quality. Okay. Maybe give. What would you say if you had to define a classic? Like classic. It's so difficult because I'm like the classics. Yeah. I feel like you should say literature I, in that, but classical I kind literature of doesn't think. In my head, I kind of, I want to say before 1900. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. And I think the crossover point is truly The Great Gatsby because yeah. I think I think that's now regarded as like a like a red spine yeah. um, for the Penguin Classics collection. Mm-hmm. But then I don't actually know if that's where the line is. But in my head, when I think about classic books, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Um, but then now that I'm saying this for the... If I'm going by... It's actually only, very interesting, so that we'll... Yeah. Okay. If I'm going by the red spine of Penguin's yeah. vintage classics, um, right down there is Stoner by John Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, great choice, shop find. Um and that's a record, but um, I believe that was not written before 1900s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I think classics, I think Victorian and before. Yeah. But I know that that's kind of not right. Well, and actually, to be fair, when I've looked, so I've, my ne- the next thing would be sort of like your top three classics. Yeah. And I'm looking at them and actually I'm thinking that only one of them, no, two of them would count under that description. Really? Yeah. And I think that... I guess the thing is, is if someone said to me, oh, like, you know, the classics, I'm yeah. thinking, you know, Dickens, I'm thinking Fitzgerald, I'm yeah. thinking Austin, I'm thinking, yeah. like, Bronte. Yeah. Sisters. Well, I also <laughs> think, I think it's, like, the 1900, but really now it's probably, like, anything 1940s and before. And I think yeah. that's purely because I started developing a knowledge of the classics in a mind where... Well, in an age where my mind is still set at. So yeah. I still think that, like, 1900s is a really long time. Well, it is a really long yeah. time, okay? But, like, I think that that's the kind of end point, whereas now we've actually moved on probably, like, a, like 15, tw- no, 12 years since I sort of probably started reading classics mm. knowing that they were, like, yeah. the classic books. So that's probably why. I think Fitzgerald, yeah, I'm going to say that's kind of where... I think we can say that. That's my end point. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I think that what actually, like, the classics, like, you know, the main part of it, I think, is the enduring quality. Yeah. I think the, like, yeah. Folks, we keep going back to again and again. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we'll cover this later on, but I think that is also the thing that, you know, shows me one. Classics is defined by the fact that some of them are now out of copyright, and Ooh. can be used in more and more adaptations, therefore c- always constantly that's keeping them in the circle so of consciousness. True. That's so That's true. just come to me. That's I great. feel amazing about yeah, that Yeah, you should. Oh, Shane Moss has done that one. I great. know. <laughs> I really would have. Um, they keep rolling out a little Dickens adaptation at Christmas time. Oh, they sure do. And I'm there to watch them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there we go. 
So yeah, I mean, I think I feel like I'm. Just, I think that by the end of this conversation, I'm probably gonna think of a different yeah thing. But yeah, I guess that's ultimately. Mm-hmm. Right, Amy. Tell me, what would you consider your top three classics? Now well, I think can... we need to alternate. Yeah, that's true. Um, we can and I hate to say it, but I also don't hate to say it because it's my enjoyment of books. But it's like the classic classics. Yeah. Um. So. It's Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, see, that's mine first. (laughs) (laughs) It's Pride and Prejudice, and it's always going to be Pride and Prejudice. Um, I love that book. I read it, and this is a lot because my mum is a big Jane Austen fan, and she's read them for, like, all of my life. So I was definitely reading them, like, when I was very little, and I was also around the stories, like, in adaptations. Which oh, I think we would, is hugely we would helpful. Whack that film on. Oh my gosh, I still Honestly, whack that film. I mean, yeah, I still yeah, do. But Saturday it, night, it would just seem to be yeah, <laughs> again and again and again. We used to watch them so much, and I honestly think that one of my most listened to songs is a postcard to Henry Percival or whatever it is. Yeah, which is the, the dance between <laughs> Elizabeth Bennet and Mr. Um, yeah. when they when everyone disappears yeah. because I is just it, what's the one? Is it like a letter writing in butterflies or something like that? Oh, that's no, the opening it, one. Oh yeah, mine is one hundred. The postcard one is definitely that because I. It, there we go. Look at that. How oh, embarrassing is this? Yeah. Angel, Selena Gomez, a postcard to Henry Purcell, <laughs> classic hits for relaxing, reputation hits. <laughs> that was my <laughs> listening history. Okay, I'd love to know I'm when I was listening to Selena Gomez. Going to find the name of this particular oh, song. Oh, so gosh. it's Pride and Prejudice and yeah, oh, um, Stars and Butterflies. Uh, or th- like, is that the yeah, yeah. But, it, but I'll tell you why well this is now tangent to Pride and Prejudice 2005 I know. but I can <laughs> literally sometimes I well. can hear a bird sing in a certain way and I'm like the opening of Pride and Prejudice <laughs> and I have to watch it soon like, oh it that's will, so funny there was, I remember there was so it was like three times in my last flat in Edinburgh and I was like uh, there was a bird outside my window and it did that and I woke up to it and I was like <laughs> Pride and Prejudice the other back. I must. I must. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that book is so. It's perfect. Yeah, it's great. And it's funny because I actually don't even know if that's my favourite Jane Austen. I think Emma's my favourite Jane Austen because I just yeah. think it's funny. Um, but that's my favourite classic. Yeah. That's my top classic. Well, that really doesn't line up. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice is just such I a... also got really lucky with Pride and Prejudice in that um, I had a wonderful English teacher in secondary school did you study it we did it for GCSE <gasps> interesting because I I'm sure I wouldn't have but I didn't do it at GCSE and mm. I was always like I'm really glad because I like this book so much um, but then I think I was maybe the only person who volunteered the information that they had read it before mm-hmm. I'd read it a couple of times before then um, but I was if that's not the case I was definitely maybe the most enthusiastic in my love for that yeah. book and my English teacher really liked that and also I was like recommending her um Death Comes to Pemberley by P.D. James which my mum had read and then I had read and then she read and was like a regular Green Newton um that's why she's my internship by the way I feel like I can say it now it's yeah, finished now it. um and I remember she kept giving me updates on like how she found the book and I 
it was obviously a great little bonding moment for me lovely, and my English yeah. teacher. And then when we all finished GCSEs, she got um I've got it somewhere in like a box over there. Mm-hmm. Um she gave us all postcards which had a little quote of like Darcy like yeah. declaring his love. And then on the back she wrote like, wrote us all like it's lovely having you in my mm-hmm. class kind of message. And to me she wrote the only person I've met who loves Pride and Prejudice as much as me. Oh. And I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, Do you know what that really reminds me of? What? You know, and you've got mail, not to keep bringing it to films. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you remember, but in When They Meet, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, can't remember. Yeah. Oh, Kathleen Catley, that's the woman I can't remember. Yeah, and right. he's... Something from Fox. Is he Jim? No, he's oh, not Jim. It's something like short. Yeah. It's something short and boring. Okay, well, whilst you look that up, okay, I'll finish this. So basically, and when they meet up, and then she's got Pride and Prejudice, and then he says, I bet you just love that Pride and Prejudice. You read that every year, because he knows that she does, and she doesn't know that. Oh, if you, if you just heard that, that's the remnants of uh, Fireworks Night, yeah. which obviously will be carrying on. Joe. Joe, Joe Fox. Fox, yeah. Boring. Yeah, sorry, Firework. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Pride and Prejudice. Well, that's mine too. We can't yeah. discuss it together. Um, I mean, I think people? everyone knows what it's about. Yeah, I think it's great. It's a story that it's enemies to oh, lovers. It's enemies to lovers. <laughs> it's the ultimate it's so enemies true. to lovers. It's the ultimate enemies to lovers. I also really love um, quick-witted women. <laughs> quick-witted women. But I think one of my favorite things I love about it is that Elizabeth gets called up short. Yeah. Um, and I really like that she is not without flaws and i think it's so easy to write your heroine as someone who like yeah i mean you can really write a character that you dislike them the whole way through Mm -hmm. and you can write a character that they are clearly the hero who's being affected by everything yes but they're still a perfect person but i really like that like the key part of this at least in my reading of it is her having to understand that she herself is like flawed and has suffered from... Well, it's the pride and the prejudice. It's the pride and the prejudice. Like, she's, she's also proud yeah. and she's prejudiced. And you go into it and you're thinking it's Darcy, but yeah. then you are like, oh, Lizzie. And it's she you. has to like address the feeling within herself that she is just as, well, maybe not just as much as fault, but at fault in yeah. a similar manner. And I really, really like that yeah. because I think, um, I, I mean, I'm going to say I feel like that's rare, but... I'm not even sure if it is now, but yeah, probably not now. Yeah. But I think it was very ahead of its time. I mean, yeah. I actually did a Jane Austen um, module for history, <laughs> like the history of Jane Austen. Um, <laughs> She's got with oh my gosh, what was her name? Oh, this is a very bad. But anyway, Amanda something can't remember her name. Anyway, she's like the leading expert in yeah. Jane Austen, and yeah. she was my teacher, and she was one so great because it was a class full of just women. Yeah, which was a shame because history at Queen Mary was a very male-dominated um, yeah. thing, and only girls, women took this course. Which was I was like, oh, boring, very uninspired, silly boys. Yeah. Anyway, um, and she, the first thing we did in our first lesson is she said, whenever if people were sort of talking, she'd say, right, we're I'm going to make sure everybody in this class is contributing and speaks yeah. up and projects because as women we don't do this. And she was like, and Jane Austen would want it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, Jane Austen would want this. Jane oh, Austen would so love nice. this. <laughs> she would love this. Um, I will say there's a really good podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast that I listen to. I've listened to a couple of seasons of now. Mm-hmm. And currently it's called um, Live from Pemberley. Um, and they're breaking it down is it live from Pemberley? 
Yeah, it's um the Hot and Bothered podcast. Right. And they, I got into them because my because fr- over the pandemic they did like a post a week about e- a different chapter of each of the Twilight books. Right. And I then they, feel like I'm it was so so good. And now they're doing. And then they did Jane Eyre. Um, which was called On Air. Great. Oh, lovely. And then now it's Live from Pemberley and they are going through, well, in chapter chunks, um, this. and they But they really break oh, it down amazing. and they also, in each chapter, they'll like talk to an academic. That's um, really good. I'm definitely... About it. So they even spoke to an academic about like incest in the Regency period, wow. which is really great. And they, I, it's an amazing podcast. I'm really, definitely really going to listen to that. I'll send it to you. Great. Um and they also just interestingly mm-hmm. did a special episode recently about just a one-off episode about it ends with us really and i listened okay. to that and i really enjoyed it okay brilliant and they took a lot of offense for a lot of things um but equally like argued its merits as a okay because yeah. they're about romance anyway that's really good cool great digression right so another i i just said mine i feel like you need to go next okay. i know we both have that kind one. of yeah okay fine okay so i I don't know if this is considered a classic. It's Oscar Wilde. Okay. But do we consider Oscar Wilde? I think, yeah, he's Victorian. Yeah. yeah, he is. That's so true. Right. It's the importance of being earnest. Okay, I actually haven't so read. So, I... Or no. This is another one where, um, I don't know, it was like a... I had it and I just read it quite a lot. And I think it's really funny and I really like the premise. So, do you know the premise of the importance no. of being earnest? No. So, what if it's about these two men who... Now I'm thinking are they really no they're not brothers yeah well anyway i won't ruin it but there's there's stuff and they're very two very close friends and one of them is um i don't know he's got some name it's not really important his name but basically Mm -hmm. he says his name is ernest and the other one is actually called ernest okay and it's this whole thing where both of them are seeing these women and they both say their name's ernest and it's like this whole thing how this woman the one that's dating the one that's not actually called ernest She's just goes on. Oh my goodness, Ernest is the most beautiful name. I couldn't love you if you called something else. <laughs> and they're sort of. It's all very funny and very yeah. Oscar Wilde esque. Um, and then sort of you come through, and they basically, then the one that's dating the one that's not called Ernest, but is pretending to be called Ernest, they get like wires crossed, and then she thinks she gets really confused. Anyway, there's like there's lots of mayhem and madness, and it's yeah. very funny. <laughs> and it also takes place in starts in London, then goes to the countryside. Yeah. And I just love it. It's very short. It honestly yeah. might even count as a novella. I think it could even be maybe like five uh-huh. pages. And I just think it's really funny. And um, it's yeah. There's actually a very good adaptation of it. Film mm. adaptation with Hugh Grant and no, not even Hugh Grant. It's Colin Firth and um. I feel like Hugh Grant's definitely been in one of them. Yeah, he has been in one of them. But this one is Colin Firth and. Who is the he's in Centronians? That's such a bad Oh um oh my gosh, Rupert Everett. Yeah, Rupert Everett and Rupert Everett is so funny and he's also obsessed with um Oscar not obsessed, like in a good way, with Oscar Wilde. He did a film called The Happy Prince, I believe, which is Oscar Wilde. Um anyway. Yeah. Now I'm talking about it, I think I need to reread it because apparently I'm pretty rusty on what the actual plot is, but basically the main thing is is it's very funny. The writing's very good, it's very like quick witted and sharp. Yeah. And I just think it's great. And I think it's a very re-readable. I think it's very enduring. I think it's the kind of thing, again, that could have lots of adaptations about it, that mm. could have lots of re-releases. And I think it's a good thing to read. And also, I think the fact that it's short and a classic 
it's not hard to read at all you're yeah. not like stuck you're really flicking through the pages and i think that is something that can be a bit rare which we'll go on to yeah on my topic i i haven't actually read anything from oscar wilde other than portrait of the dorian of portrait of dorian gray mm-hmm. um but i dislike portrait of dorian gray yeah, me too. so much that it's kind of like well i think that's what like it's kind of like a not specifically going near it but like i don't think i have an understanding of what else oscar wilde did because yeah. i was so put off by so it. i would say definitely the importance of being yeah it's just funny yeah um and i didn't like picture of drawing great yeah well that's a good sign for me yeah so, yeah so okay. yes so i'm gonna take that recommendation yeah and i'm going to you do. address it and I'm going to go to the classic section in my local library and yeah. get it back. And you can also get And Then There Were None, if you haven't read that yet. I also haven't read <laughs> And Then There Were None. And then, um, I was also super enthusiastic about that. Do you think Agatha Christie Ooh. House is a classic? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel... I feel like it doesn't count in that... That, like... I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it should, really. It is, like, one of yeah. our classic writers. And I actually feel like maybe it's been being a little bit elitist to consider her not because to it's be... Crime fiction. Because it's crime fiction, yeah. I like yeah, I'm mysteries. gonna say I'm gonna say it's classic. Yeah, I think yeah. Because I've now Go on, devoted, you're a I've, classic. Yeah, I've now devoted the first half of the 20th century to classics, um, which we'll address in my yeah. third option. Yeah. Um. Oh, 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 I say my third option, but then I just look at my little list of notes. Um, I. I'm gonna go with my my first instinct. My second one is Great Expectations by Charles Dickens is that your yeah. next one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also my first classic really yeah, I just clicked all of my I knuckles heard. I, I hope, hope you heard that was unexpected um, this is another one that I studied at school um, I didn't study it but, but I've got a fun story about it but you go and then I'll love go it it's an um, I don't think I really I think don't think before I studied this book um, I did this in year 13, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, before I started this book, I don't think I really had any comprehension of, like, Dickens outside of Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still haven't read many of them. And I don't particularly feel the need. Yeah. Like, it's hard work. Um, yeah, and, no, they're, they're pretty... Yeah, and then I yeah, really see you remember reading Great Expectations, knowing that I was going to be learning it in year 13. And... I was a parent Spain and I brought it with me as one of my books to read and I can really distinctly remember waiting for these little boys I was preparing for to finish their tennis lessons um, while I read. Oh my, what is the book about this? This sounds Great expectations. so interesting. <laughs> um, the weirdest summer of my life for this. All right. There we go. You got the title too. Um, okay. <laughs> um, and I read Great Expectations, which is not the mood a hot sunny day in madrid but i read it and i kind of i didn't have many english books with me um and this one i kind of read because i was like it'll take me a long time to get through and then i actually devoured it and i really completely fell in love with it in a way that i really didn't expect and then i went in and i was quite excited to learn more about it and do coursework on it and now it's like a favorite and it's one that i definitely reread just after finishing the thing but i probably haven't read it since yeah school. i haven't read it for ages and i, think I got it off good... the shelf the other day because i'm really in the mood for it nice. it's over there, so i keep looking over there Brilliant. um yeah i haven't read it since i've watched loads of adaptations since but yeah. i think it's it's great yeah i i i mean everyone says like 
I mean, you did not the have ones great expectations. Kids, I did not have great expectations. Oh, oh, oh. But they're still great. I'm saying as I have read. <laughs> That's becoming a theme of remaking those kind of jokes. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Turning into a dad. Um, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> I have read a Christmas Carol. Yeah. By Dickens, and. I think I probably tried to read Oliver Twist when I was small and yeah. didn't get very far. Have you read like Tale of Two Cities or No, I don't even know the fucking story. No, neither do I. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others. Is David Copperfield was that David yeah, that's, Dickens? Yeah, so that's I've, like his most famous. Yeah, so I've really tried to read that um quite a few times and just have never been able to get through it's it. It's my dad's favorite story. I With, loved um, the, the Dev Patel. Yeah, yeah, the Dev Patel one. Oh my god, I need to get those. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. that's a great. Great, great, great. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like I don't need to read them. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> really need. Um, whereas. I think there's enough like yeah. mystery and atmosphere and great expectations that I'm yeah. like, oh, and I have brought it out of the bookshelf in the in the living room to put in my room to add to my massive stack yeah. of books I want to read and I want to read it soon because as I was saying to you over the course of the weekend, I spent the weekend doing like history things on Saturday and then on Sunday, um, just to top it all off, did I even tell you this? I'm not sure. When I was walking to the bus stop, no, I kept it because I thought we were going to record yesterday and I didn't. Um, when I was walking to the bus stop at London Bridge, I was walking up this like spooky steep flight of stairs and there's a little blue plaque and it's like, in this staircase is where Nancy is murdered by Bill Sykes and Oliver Twist. Whoa. And I was just like, fucking following me about yeah. I'm going right home and yeah. I get a great expectation even though I know that's not a great one yeah. Um, yeah it's great expectation great well so that actually was going to be my third one as well so please and so I mean story little Pip there he is Pip Pip <laughs> yep did and you ever meets... play brain training on like a Nintendo DS no I didn't but I can tell you right now I didn't have a Nintendo DS oh no you're not a gamer girl gamer girl um, I did just get a brain teasing app <laughs> along the times <laughs> tables app I found yeah. one Talking something the other day, and they're saying how I love times table, uh-huh. and I used to really, really miss doing those times table things in primary school. But I found an app, and I've been absolutely yeah. smashing that out. Well, there um, was a part of there was like a I've part of brain training, and I think mm. you had to read out loud, like really, bit, and they were using things from Great Expectations because really? that was my first memory of it. Because it's like Pip Pirip. Yeah. Pip-pirip. Anyway, yeah. So basically, the reason I read this book. Was, and I actually think it wasn't the first classic classic book that I um, read, and we'll discuss that in a bit. Um, but the reason I read it was because we were in, I think I was in year four, uh-huh. and... Um, it's pretty early. I know. I, my dad used to pay me, actually. He used to pay me a pound to read um, like classics nice. and like good books. Um, anyway, it was... My teacher was just talking about Great Expectations yeah. and said, does anybody know the story of this? Uh-huh. And I said, yes, I do. And told the story of it up until, uh, like, about halfway through. Um, and then stopped. And they were like, oh, that's so impressive that you'd read that. At this point, I had not read it. But what I had done is my dad watched a South Park episode that was based on Great Expectations. Thank God I didn't finish what I thought happened. Because <laughs> in the South Park episode, Miss Havisham yeah. has flying monkey demons that go around a la <laughs> Wizard of Oz yeah. and um, I would have just said and then the monkey demon yeah. flying things come in um, <laughs> anyway and then I had said that and they, everyone was so impressed with me that then I was like fuck I actually what obviously I didn't say yeah I was thinking you're the year little, four version of that um, girl. and I was like I'm gonna have to read this book because if this this is gonna be a lie 
that comes back and be, haunts me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to do it. Right, so then I did it. Cause it you the shelf. The, the and then I really enjoyed it. it. But then, yeah, then I, I felt like it was a real yeah. flex then. Because I was like, look at me in year four. Reading yeah. Reading Dickens. I can't, I, I mean, having not read anything other than Great Expectations to Christmas Carol, mm. um, I can't really, I think I'm kind of, put off by knowing how dense Dickens is. I also am put off by knowing that he was a really quite um, open about it as well, anti-Semite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oliver Twist is pretty heavy on the um, yeah. the old anti-Semitic um, depictions, but... Gosh. Yes. Can we separate the art from the artist? Well, I know, although well, I feel like we can move, we can go on to that in we my can... little area oh, in that's your, about... Yeah. Um, issues with classics yeah. um do you have anything else to say on the top classics or shall we move on i haven't on? given you a third oh my gosh no you haven't um and this Apologies. is this is Go the debate this yes. is where i can't decide okay um because as when i when i say the classic classics mm-hmm. the um, like the older classics mm-hmm. i'm gonna say jana yeah it's brill and also, I hadn't read it until I was maybe like... I only read it last year for the first time. Yeah. I only read it when I was maybe when I was like 22. Yeah, it was 22. And I it was winter at my first job after uni um, in the gallery. And I was reading it in this like... And like, I worked on top of a hill, lots of like stormy winds. And I was in this like old building. I was envisioning an exhibition. And I was reading it and I was just like, oh my God, it's going on. Um, big drama. Anyway, so I love that book, but really what I want to say mm-hmm. is We Have Always Lived in the Castle by Shirley Jackson. Mm. Um, or even, you know, much repeated on this podcast, Rebecca by Dr. Demarco. Yeah, well, I was really considering Rebecca, but, but I then feel I also, like we spoke I was about it so much. much. Um, so I'm going to commit... I'm, I'm searching for that in charity shops at the moment because my copy of it is at home and I won't I, for a while. I have to get it off um, my mum. I had to get it. This oh. is the the big read top 21 well as BBC. it should be because i need to reread it i've been thinking about yeah. it so much recently so and I, I like i it's what i want it's what i want to read it's what i want to do yeah it's that time this it's is the so 2003 edition. fucking good like come on let's 699 <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh to be back in oh to be back in 2003 <laughs> um 699 wow but no yeah. i'm gonna so i'm gonna commit to we have always lived in the castle i've never read that I've actually um, never read any Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson's Haunting of Hill House, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 1962. Oh, yeah, whatever. We're blurring the lines. Whatever. I actually was really considering doing Handmaid's Tale, but I thought that was a little bit too... Ooh, yeah, well, that's, like, gonna yeah, be a classic. exactly. That's... Um, so I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah. Because we have it. spoken about the previous ones before, and this is the little blurring of the lines. Um, we have always lived in the castle. I had... I had no idea where I picked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? It's definitely in the modern classics penguin light blue spine yeah. section. Don't know where it is anymore, but that's fine. Um, it's so I think it's probably a modern classic, but whatever. It's one yeah. of my faves, and it's um about our main character Mary Cat, mm-hmm. who lives with her elder sister, and their ill on the end of his life uncle mm-hmm. in a really big house. Um kind of isolated from the village Constance the older sister has not left their house in ages and the uncle doesn't really leave Merikat goes into the village and like 
everyone kind of like looks at her and like she's very isolated from the village Mm -hmm. and what you learn pretty quickly on is that prior to the story beginning by a couple of years their whole family their parents and their aunt and their younger brother were all poisoned um during dinner mm-hmm. and they Marika wasn't there because she um had be she um didn't get dinner as a punishment mm-hmm. and so everyone believes that her older sister has murdered her whole family and so they're very ostracized from the village and the people of the village think that her older sister did it her like the child found her not guilty and it's sort of this following thing and then they have a cousin i believe who comes yeah an estranged cousin appears for a visit and it like changed the atmosphere of the home but like merica is very wild and very imaginative and she's like running around doing this and it's like you're just great. more unfurling about what happened yeah. the whole way through. Anyway, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's the first show Jackson I read and I didn't know anything about her before I read it. And she's one of my favourite writers. And um, that was me really trying to like scrawl the back of my mind with a yeah. little bit of help from the internet to describe what happens there. Anyway, it's great. And I know they've released a film recently, but I haven't watched it because I'm not sure I really want oh, to watch it. Right, I'm going to... It's got the really this. blue-eyed girl who played Annabeth in Percy Jackson films. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's Alexandra a... Daddario or something Yeah. Like I'm not sure which character she plays. Yeah. Maybe your sister. Um, but, oh, my gosh, it's such an amazing story. It's quite short. And I really like Shirley Jackson um, for just her, like, spooky weirdness. Yeah, I need to read anything by her. Yeah, I've got Hangs a Man. Um, and... I've read I've read a lot of them. She wrote The Lottery, which is like the short story that she's really famous mm-hmm. for in America. Um, she's a famous American writer. And also the film Shirley, but with our favourite Scientologist, <laughs> Elizabeth Moss, um, is an amazing film. Mm-hmm. And I did some illustrations for it for Little White Lies. <laughs> my first big job. Um, anyway, so yeah, that one's my probably my final favourite. Lovely. Different well, yeah, I think that's also good because I think that's the, what's quite nice about the classics is they do really span over multiple genres. Yeah. Oh gosh, I guess we could do. A, I'm trying to think of those non-fiction like super like proper classic classics. Yeah, I guess there are, but not yeah. many like it. Well, I think we really like if we include the spares. Yeah. Jaina, yeah. Then we've we've kept pretty classic classics. Yeah, I think we have. We're blind lines, but it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so now my question to you is. Okay. What's the first classic that you read? It's Prime Prejudice. Yeah, Prime Prejudice. Mine is. I thought it was going explanations. Actually, no, it's not. It's of mice and men. Um, oh. Which I honestly feel like is this there not was... the blurring of the classic. Well, yeah. So I think it probably is, but I think that of mice and men is a classic. Yeah, I it, like it's Steinbeck. Yeah. I actually looked up Penguin's like top one hundred classics. Yeah. It was in there. However, there were a lot of things in there that I was like, okay, no, we're really, yeah. really blurring the lines of the classics here because that was literally released yeah. extremely recently. They had also, we should well. say, and I think this is definitely too <laughs> I ran out of breath there. It was <laughs> all in one. I do think this is too far to really be saying this, but this is obviously a very anglophonic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> English-centric. It is. It is. It probably is Definition also... of classic. Yeah. I mean, it's also probably like slightly uh, narrowed down by both like our parents... Yeah, views of the classics as well. I'm sure because I no, well, I, I don't know about you, but like I definitely 
you a getting lot. paid a pound a book well yeah I was heavily in, like influenced with my what my dad thought were the classics, yeah. and then also my mum because she loved lots of Jane Austen and all that jazz. But um, okay, cool. Right, so now I feel like this is we've kind of discussed this, but you know, can add to it. Is I've said, what should a classic be? And I guess also I think we should discuss about sort of issues with the term classic. Okay. That when I say issues, mostly I'm meaning just that sometimes when things are called a classic means they're super intimidating and people who are not like so just like you know confident readers yeah might think that's not accessible to me at all i think another issue with the term classic is um you're kind of intimidated yeah yeah intimidated by by the like prowess of the classic yeah so you feel like you can't engage with it it yeah i also think that there can be there's a lot of like elitism as well yeah oh huge yeah huge 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 yeah um and to combine both elitism and like engaging with it critically i think there's a lot of like heralding of the classics Mm -hmm. um and i was specifically going to use the example of dorian gray on tiktok which like people will throw in now really classic like loads and i don't enjoy it don't think it's a great book yeah and but I don't think you can really battle with the label of the classic. Yeah. Like, people will always refer back to you, oh, but it's a classic. Like, yeah. you're go- you've got to be wrong if you yeah. don't enjoy or yeah. want to. And even though I say this, like, you don't want to engage with it critically, and actually they're the most book- they're the books that are the most engaged with critically of yeah. all. But I think even that kind of discussion around those books then supports the elitism of yeah. those books i agree there's so much academic i also think that the fact that there is so much academic rhetoric around them means that you often it can take the enjoyment out of it yeah. because you are it's a bit like when you study something uh, you know english literature and you're reading it and you are so focused on trying to pull out all the meanings and everything yeah. that you don't just sort of naturally organically take in a book and just enjoy it which is why things like pride and prejudice I loved so much because when I was reading it, I was not reading it at all critically. I was just reading it as a story. Yeah. Which I think... And And I think that's 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 the whole thing with reading. Like, come on, you just want to read it and, you know, you're reading it for that. You're not reading it for any other reason, but you can't help it. And that's the thing with the classics is that sometimes there is just no getting away from that pressure that you just are going to feel. And I think that's, like, the the advantage I had with both Gresset Expectations, but definitely with Pride and Prejudice, is that... I was really excited to learn about them, engage with them, and because even though I loved them, like I had a basis of love, and then I could learn more about them. So like, I don't think I ever really thought, like I didn't think negatively of Mr. Bennett before studying it, mm-hmm. and then studying it, I'm like, Mr. Bennett is one of the worst examples of the father in in books, yeah. um, and I will die on that hill. Um, but like before that, I was just like, oh, he's such a lovely dad, like mm-hmm. he's such a great dad to. To Lizzie. So yeah, I think intimidation, mm-hmm. elitism, mm-hmm. and accessibility, um, which are all intricately tied to one another in various different ways. Yeah. Those are the main issues with classics. But I just think there's no escaping it now. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't any escaping it. And I think that you know, I guess the what uh, you can really do is just try and be mm. as much as you can you know as much as you have control over yeah how you feel about reading just try and go into it and just think you know 
I'm just reading this for interest. But I mean, yeah, I guess even how you're going to choose them is going to be affected by Because now I think classic is just as much a marketing ploy. Yeah. Um, if not more. Yeah. Because... Well, I think that's also part of the whole, you know, way of um, making money off of things that are out of copyright. Yeah. do beautiful covers that's and what sets. I, I just saw... Um, oh, the, Penguin yeah, just dropped their yeah, like, new exactly. car found mini classics. Um, yeah. One thing I fucking hate is when a classic is like in a bog standard cover is like 9.99 oh my god I know. and i'm like that's not getting paid like yeah. that's not going to the yeah to any copyright that's definitely out. that one just that one drives money. me bananas because i'm like that should be at most 6.99 yeah very <laughs> most <laughs> um no i completely agree especially because you can get really cheap you like, can also, well, and also you can go, yeah, like you, £2.50. But also, like, you know, going to most charity shops and you'll them. find anything you want. Yeah. My mum always used to say to me, she'd be like, do not buy any classics. And she was like, unless it's your favourite ever and you want to have a yeah. beautiful version of it, just get it. From. My current version of Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. um, is not here. It's in the other room. Mm-hmm. It's a really small, like like that yeah like small paperback size maybe even smaller than that and it was literally two pound fifty and it's got the ugliest fucking cover on yeah. it yeah like well it's like rebecca covers I yeah really of like a, a woman dressed in like 1930s gear looking out a window and it's like that's not there appropriate really you know what it's carrying did you see that thread on twitter there was i'll see if i can find that send it to you oh it was like all the different the covers. ugliest covers yeah kind of print, it was really funny i didn't i don't think i saw it all but so please send yeah me it i will I i'll find it i'm sure it will be yeah um yeah cool right well my next thing and we're going to tie it in we'll do the ones that we just like first but okay. it was going to be um future classics but we're going to first of all say classics we dislike and i guess you've made it quite yeah clear it's picture, picture, of picture of Drain by Drain. oscar wilde i also think i think it's a for me because i just could yeah, not read it fair enough also mm, i guess it doesn't really count as classic maybe it does uh 1984 oh i you know what clockwork orange on a different yeah. day the language I couldn't get into it yeah yeah. that's another one I've got both of them I have my Kindle now I think 1984 I think I possibly was in a reading slump because I've I spoke to my it. friend Yaz and she said that she did I'm pretty sure it was Yasmin that said anyway sorry Yasmin if it's not you that said this <laughs> but um and whoever I was speaking to was like no you should try again because like, yeah. you think like, I think actually I probably it should yeah oh, boring yeah. Um, let's get the to best, best cover though because it's like yeah. the, the fake old yeah penguin style with the blacked out text yeah perfect perfect yeah perfect very good um yeah i mean i guess i think there are also lots of classics that um, I, haven't I haven't read so honestly like my the, i um, also think if i look at the myself odyssey. i haven't read the odyssey oh um, no i well, haven't read, read is it ulysses no i haven't read that either well these these really old classics i've got here are ones that i got from my gran yes I except for um the Portrait of a Lady by Henry James, which yeah. I got in a cherry shop the other day. Really liked Animal Farm. Again, oh, yeah. I think that it's really good. If you if you want to start I reading think classics, Farm is a classic. I'd start, I think Animal Farm also is pretty good. I think it's a classic. I yeah. definitely read it before I understood the politics of it as well. And I still oh, same, it. yeah. I think a lot of people do, though, to be fair. Um, yeah, I really do good. want to point out that I haven't reread um, Dorian Gray since studying it at school with a terrible English teacher who I absolutely loathed and who every lesson felt like a battle. Um, mm. 
and I wonder if I read it now would I feel any differently but then equally I think I still read it on my own time and there's just this story hasn't changed (laughs) the story hasn't changed I do think that the plot itself is like curious and I just think it's not delivered very well yeah and I think there are other things other um like and I said this in our big summer roundup um this book's I think it's called Stargazer Mm. and that kind of took a little bit the plot of that okay and slightly subverted it which I thought was actually really fun yeah um okay so yeah cool okay so what do you think about future classics give me I give me two okay two I'm thinking she's thinking um I'm gonna do one and then you're gonna gonna do one I was gonna say do you want me to start so you can think because I've already forgot my written down I think you should start yeah okay so this one I feel I feel a bit bad about saying this one because I feel like you might also, what you might think will agree I think it's The Secret History by Donna Tart yeah I, I think we're both going to say that's a given yeah I think <laughs> so because like what it was like in the 80s wasn't it 92 92 so definitely not in the 80s but anyway because I Close. think that yeah I think great very solid plot yeah. very solid writing it is universally loved by all people who enjoy all different types of genres yeah. so I think that it's a good one so yeah another one I think I don't know if you've read Homegoing by Yag. I think it's Yag Yassi. Yassi, yeah. I have you read they that. They wrote, no, but they also wrote Transcending Kingdom. Yeah, and I haven't read it. I haven't read it. But anyway, Homegoing, I thought, was amazing. Yeah. The story is, it's about, so it's about these two children who are born, and I'm going to have to look up because I read it quite a while ago. Um, Homegoing, Homegoing. Basically, so these two children who are... Um, siblings and happen to be separated at birth and it's about the difference of their life yeah um in ghana right so in ghana it's two half sisters Ethia and essie um or ec i might say, be saying that wrong anyway basically um Ethia is married off to an englishman and then ends up being taken to america yeah and um it's about these this sort of this lineage of these fa- like sort of how it moves and how different your life can be by sort of different things and it talks a lot about sort of like the slave trade and um you know all you know everything all those conversations surrounding that and i think it's very well written and i think it is describes a i guess a a sort of a social issue i don't know if you call it that but anyway it sort of describes it in a way that i obviously as a white british woman Mm. just never knew about didn't get taught about but it's sort of like this thing that I think everyone should know about. Yeah. And I think that it's written in a way that it really describes it and you really understand it even if you don't, haven't lived it. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's about the sort of like not having the, um, you know, they actually have the same lineage, but yeah. one of them is, doesn't know anything about their family line because of the slave trade and because of how yeah. things got lost. And, you know, like you just lost entire family histories mm-hmm. gone because of um, the way that it was. And I think that... I can see it being a classic yeah. in the future, I think. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm i going to say, I think, not specifically a book, because I haven't read all of their books, but I think Zadie Smith will be yes, yes. a writer of profound I feel wisdom. like White Teeth is... White Teeth alone, which I have read. Yeah, I think that almost is anyway i know I like it's definitely that. a modern classic i can't wait for you to read skin time i know <laughs> one so day she'll read it <laughs> you know what sadie smith is one that i've i've actually got a lot of her books i've got well 
spending time with you mm-hmm. down there you can't see it i've got um the one on love is he's on love uh on yeah yeah i know i don't know if it's i don't know it's right about yeah, yeah, yeah. um which i've heard only on beauty yeah it's not on love it's on beauty which is even better for me um and then i've got northwest in the yeah i really want to read in the that. other room and i know i'm gonna like them i don't know why i don't Swing time, I think you're like I preferred swing time to YT because I, I loved, I loved her writing, and I wasn't huge about the stories of White Teeth. I mean, enough to read it pretty quickly, yeah. But like, it wasn't. I can tell that I'm gonna love her other books. Yeah, swing, I I preferred swing swimming. time. Yeah, um, um, I think swing time definitely covers some similar issues. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that the first two that we both went to after, obviously, Secret History is and i think this is very indicative of classics as yes. a whole we've both gone to writers of color um yes addressing yeah like i mean i guess you say like tony morrison i would yeah, say yeah, probably yeah. already has kind of got the title I of like a classic, writer. I think she's a classic writer um and i put like beloved in as like one of my things to talk about yeah which i do think and um so yes i do also i i'd love to know your take on this do you think maggie o'farrell could go into classic because i do think that she's she's obviously very popular i think she's a really good writer but i kind of don't know no. yeah they the book i was thinking of that could be considered it is hamnet just because yeah. of the conversation around it but i just feel like it's just not quite that i enduring. hate i hate to say it because i do like mojo farrell i again haven't read all of her works but the mm. works i have read i really 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 like and i really really want to read i am i am i am mm-hmm. um the marriage Portrait. Portrait, yeah. Yeah. Um the new one I really want to read. Yeah. But I hate to say this, but it's too commercial. Yeah. Like she's too like her earlier books especially are like classic women's commercial fiction. Yeah. I read two. I think I started this year reading two of her earlier pieces of work. One was The Distance Between Us and the other was we did the, the Vanishing Act of Esme Yeah, that's that's we read that alongside the secret scripture in school. Um and I really liked the version yeah, but it's, not, but it's yeah. not and it's also not on par yeah but I do think quite a lot of people would say I think so consider say that they think that she had the potential to yeah I also can't believe I've gone this far even though I don't think this is like what is will be classics yes my girl Virginia oh my gosh yeah of course she is oh, she's yeah. a classic and she she's is. one of my favorites and I need to read Orlando, Orlando before we go, go and see, see it, it in January <laughs> me too um, um, and like everything I read so I'll be borrowing yeah. your copy after you <laughs> everything I read and research about her yeah. she and like the whole Bloomsbury crowd you know um, Sylvia Plath yeah um, oh god I want that copy the new favourite edition yeah. the illustrations by Bear River um, I don't know because I don't know if she's got enough in the canon yeah because even like Cause all, yeah, Fitzgerald, he classical... he's got Great Gatsby, yeah, but he's can... also got The View from the Damned, and there are other ones, yeah. and also he's a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I I think if you've only got one book, I think the book can be used as a critique, and yeah. I think you can be acknowledged. The Bronte sisters. Oh, the Bronte sisters are classic classics, but yeah, but I feel like they have don't have loads and loads each. Well, yeah, but they've I also they got the support of each other. Yeah, that's so Sorry, true. Sorry, I just put my fingers again right next to the microphone. No, because you hear Bronte and you also see just the word Bronte Yeah, you don't. And it could be I often be forget about them. the third one as well. Like, I've got the letter. What is it? Um, Emily, Charlotte, and... Um, and yeah, I forget first. about Anne. Um, but, and 
I've got Valencia. Yeah, and even that is just, just got bronchi on the yeah. spine. And so literally any of them can it's benefit so from that. Yeah. Um, and also, and I, I think, think a lot of people actually would be able to say bronchi, like give a book, and they wouldn't be able to say which sister wrote. Yeah, if they wrote it. And I also yeah. think that part of their. <laughs> I think like, people are maybe me. Yeah. <laughs> I am people. I, I think don't know if I'd. Part of the canonization of the Brontes as well is that they are like three sisters with you know a kind of rogue amount of education for where they lived and their lives that they led and they kind of were like so different in what they were doing yeah i think that's part of that colonization um but circle back to books that i think are gonna be classic yes um so it's from the ones that we have already said and i really do believe in suppose because I feel like I had one ready to go. Silence of the Girls? No, no, not Silence of the Girls. Secret History. Yeah, Secret History. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about Silence of the Girls. I don't think that's... I no. think Pat Barker will be... <coughs> I think Pat Barker will be, as I think she already is, on, like, <laughs> university lists. Yeah, yeah. Because she did, like, regeneration stuff. And yeah. I love the Silence of the Girls. But again, kind of reinterpretation of a classic being yeah. a classic. Not sure. Um, however... Ms. Hilary Montel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Despite reinterpreting a historical thing, I think yeah, but it's different. She's the Beanock. I mean, she was the Beanock. Yeah, I would. I think that's they're gonna be classic, classic, classic. I'm just looking at my. I think Wolf Hall. Yeah, Wolf Hall. Even without the sequels, just Wolf Hall. Yeah. Um, I haven't read any Salman Rushdie. I think do you know this was sort of something I was going to um, bring up yeah and I really I do want to read the satanic verses because I listened to a podcast all about I've got it. Midnight's Children which, or Midnight's mm. Child which is the Booker of the Bookers yeah the pop shop at work yeah lovely I haven't read it obviously it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um would you think A Little Life would become it oh I don't know because it is in the like um something isn't it it's in the oh it's in the collection uh, I in the Picador Classics. Classics yeah Ah, oh, I don't know because I all oh, I don't know. I yeah, I would say all I can say is I don't know. Yeah, I think no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I oh, I know. I we're really in don't this know. awfully exciting part of this discussion where we're actually just looking around my room, oh, yeah, and being like, "Do you think they could do it?" I know, and every time we're doing this, I'm really trying very hard not to be away from the microphone, yeah. which I'm worried I'm. I I I don't necessarily think so. I think they'll yeah. be remembered, but again, I I think there's a line. Between like overly commercial yeah. stuff, I think that's that's obviously the opposite of actually what like most classics are because yeah. classics, like old old classics, are all books that sold really 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 well and continue to do so. Um, sorry if I just covered my mouth for all of that. Um, Sally Rooney. No. No. I think that um, oh I don't know I guess she will last but I don't think that she's going to be considered in the same way as classics yeah. are because I feel like it's I don't know just she's like started to attract but it's you know what it's not Mrs Dalloway by Virginia Woolf mm. um, it's I also think the key thing that we probably haven't really mentioned yet is that a lot of the people that we've talked about of classics were doing things that hadn't been done. Yeah. And, and it's getting harder and harder, harder to do and things harder to that do haven't that. been done. And then also, I was thinking about this the other day when I was thinking about my dissertation, and I was like, if I had been able to put it into words or found the research to support myself, I probably would have made this point in my dissertation and didn't. But I think readers today are more 
open to more experimental things that they're reading yes. like i think they're not well look at like um girl woman other like that yeah i don't i think i don't know if it would have been um this by bernadine neveristo or i think yeah that, bernadine okay. neveristo okay. yeah um you know that way of her writing like the prose of that you know the just it, it, I mean, it took me a little while to actually be able to read that and yeah. like, just flow with it because it is quite an yeah. interesting style. I mean, there and are I definitely think that is definitely a thing that would not have been accepted or yeah. done as well at all. And I think many yeah, it's so hard now to do um, truly, truly novel writing. Yeah, which it was easier. Yeah, then especially like, I mean, Charles Dickens' popularity is also tied up with like the printing press yeah but then that's also that's why jane austen is so just like amazing best yeah. ever because stuff that she has written it still feels quite not even just contemporary like it feels yeah you know quite fresh for now she wrote she wrote relationships between people and like re- responses yeah. to people and the way so... she even talks about like like gossiping for example yeah is very stuff that you think well, I mean, I guess it must have been at the same at that time as well. But you just think, yeah. wow, that literally could be mm-hmm. today. So I think that you know, and that I don't, you don't often see people writing it in such a such a way that she did. Yeah, yeah. no, I completely she agree. Coughing up on my face, just wow. writing B-reels. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing see, actually interesting. I, I had to. Did eat. you silence the the notifications? Well, no, I just oh. not getting any. Um, so I think let's, and I was gonna say classics you want to, we want to read but i mean i kind of the only one i put is 100 years of solitude by gabriel garcia marquez um or, i actually have read yeah just because a lot of people it's i think it's, it's scarlet's um dad's favorite book i'm pretty it's sure. an amazing book yeah which i and i haven't read it and i feel like i like just that just it just slipped through the net so i'm gonna read that when a family saga is right it's right yeah and well. that one is right yeah lovely. <laughs> i was also gonna bring up kids classics however oh. i actually think we maybe can save that because i think we can do a whole episode on okay. children's books and include that in there. i think yeah children's books is yeah. a, we haven't even discussed children's books before i think we, we have definitely do that. yeah that's a good episode do you know what guys that's next episode <laughs> 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 well no we're not it'll be on the list mm-hmm. okay what are you reading next what am i reading next Ooh. okay I'm not okay. going to choose people because I saw your review of the one I chose last time and I don't want to get me. Why? That's the second time as well that I was happy. And the thing is, though, I pick these books for myself. You just yeah. pick the order that I read them. I know, but... I think the next book... Doing a bad job. ...is likely to be... And this is just because I've got it in the library. America is Not the Heart by mm. Elaine Castillo. Nice. Um, which apparently is a family saga. Ooh. It's also a fucking huge book. Yeah. And it's hardback. So she's reluctant to dive in but i've heard actually look this is about halfway through this does nothing for a listener but that's 166 pages Whoa. in so you know maybe yeah. it's cheaper um yeah 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 that looks like if that's halfway through yeah twenty then how many lives can one person lead in a single lifetime when hero de vera arrives in america disowned by her parents in the philippines she's already on her third Anyway, so set across the Philippines and San Francisco Bay Area of the 80s and early 90s of America. Yes, I fucking love the 80s and early 90s of America. Perfect. Um, so I think that's a high chance. Yeah. If it's not this, it's great expectations. Perfect. Well, mine, if, mine's going to be Rebecca if I can find it. Um, You're not tra- that No, I, I know. <laughs> I know. I literally was just thinking I was about to ask and I thought, actually, no. Um, it's going to be Rebecca. I'm going to find it from a library or I'm going to find it from a charity shop. Oh, I don't know if I should find it from a charity shop. I do have it at home. 
we'll find it from the library. But if it's not that, it's going to be A Visible Man by Edward Enfield, which my good Ooh. friend and oldest friend Yasmin um, has let me because she just finished it. And current she's, she's, head of British Vogue. Yes, current head of British Vogue. Now, nice. I am so intrigued to hear about this because he has got such an interesting life yeah. story. It's a memoir. Uh-huh. Um, Yaz and I were laughing at the quotes in the back because they've got loads of really good people saying lots of really good stuff so yeah. about it and then um, you know saying like this is a real delve into like British culture what it's like mm-hmm. to feel like the outsider to come in to you know kind of break boundaries and then Kate Moss has just said so it says Kate Moss just says such fun <laughs> or like what fun and you're like okay yeah. right so that's just she's Kate a woman of few words I know I'm like they could have got her to say more than that yeah. like that it actually looks almost like take it off Anyway, so that's yeah. what I'll be reading. It'll be Rebecca or yeah, or a visible man. I've actually got so many books at the moment that I'm really buzzing to read, and I can't get yeah. through them fast enough. Yeah, you know me too. And which I is think quite, that which um, is quite a nice place to be in. It is, and then I will be reading Mermaid of Black Crunch by Monique Rossi. Yeah, um, a new beautiful copy for you. Yeah, um, and I do baby. want to know. I mean, read it in your own time. I don't get yeah. this much, but. Um, I do want to know how romancy it is. Yeah, I'll let you know, don't you worry. Because I think I could be intrigued, but I don't want to be turned yeah. off. Yeah, I've heard really good things. So have I. Got a lot, they're really going for the one word review. Oh, oh yeah, entertaining, yeah. mesmerising, wondrous. wondrous. I've got Maggie Farrell and Bernadine Evaristo. Well, actually... I bet that could tell you that people are going to be classified. Yeah, to be fair, I think there's quotes. so much, like, um, almost contradictory like things going on here. Because I see the Costa Book of the Year, Gen yeah, 20, I know. and I'm like... Mm. And then I see Bernadine Evaristo, and I'm like, mm. and then I see Maggie Farrell, I'm also like, mm. Mm. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting mix. Yeah, who are the, and then who are the judges, Sunday yeah. Times and the Times? Yeah, and then Costa Judges are on the back. Yeah, I'm sorry, I have to say, like, oh, and BBC News Online, not great. I have to say, if you're doing two newspaper quotes yep. on the front of a book. Do them from two different fucking newspapers. I know. The Sunday Times and the Times. That's what I was thinking. That's like getting the Observer also, and the Guardian. Yeah, I know. Sure, in one of my books that I looked at for my dissertation, mm-hmm. I Love Dick, they actually had five separate quotes in the praise for I Love Dick, um, like section at the beginning of the book, from the Guardian and the Observer. Oh like God. five different ones. And I was That's like, guys, safe. chill out. Yeah, we know what they thought. On. Anyway, sorry, di- digression. Is there yeah. anything you want to end on? No, I think I'm all good. I hope I hope you guys enjoyed the classics discussion. Please, I'm actually impressed say... by how much we got out of it. Yeah, me too. I think it's because we nice one twelve. I think it's because we our new thing is that we prepare. Yes, our new <laughs> thing is we prepare and I speak loudly. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, see ya. Yeah, see ya. Bye. Bye.